Hello, my name is Richard Herring. My name is Abdullah Krawi. And this is Sight on Screen. Today we watched Ghost in a Shell. Ghost uh, in the Shell? No, it's Ghost in a Shell. Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Ghost in a Shell. No, you're yes, probably right. Yes, Ghost in... No, it's The Shell. Ghost in The Shell. I... Mm-hmm. Look at me. I'm vindicated. Pretty sure it's Ghost in a Shell, but whatever. <laughs> it's Ghost in The Shell on this movie. So, as you can probably tell, we're talking about the live-action remake. The live-action remake of Ghost in the Shell. From, from 2017. 19... Yeah, 2017. Based off of the animated movie. Yep. The Japanese animated movie in 1995 by the same name. Yep. And... Uh, standalone complex which was the tv series also animated which was released a few years after in the 2000s yeah i mean and th- let's be clear you are the expert on this really because i i wouldn't call myself an expert I've compared seen to it. me <laughs> i've seen it once i've <laughs> all seen all of it yeah. <laughs> but once. i've only seen the original 1995 animated film that's yeah. my entire exposure to any of it which is a fantastic film it's a great film it's a really good film yeah and this movie well we're talking about this because black widow is coming out soon Mm -hmm. and uh scarlett johansson or how or how we've decided to call her scar Scar joe the 1920s mobster hey scar joe (laughs) so there's this guy see he owes me money hey yeah (laughs) gonna go tell scar joe i gotta owe me his money I don't yeah. know why we sound like that guy from Home Alone. <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> Not Joe Pesci, the thing in the, the, the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to count to ten. Gonna One, ten. two, ten. ten. Yeah. Uh, now I just want to see Scarlett Johansson with a Tommy gun. <laughs> yeah, we, we almost get that here. That's uh, close yeah, enough. we have some moments. Yeah, she mm. does have that duster at one point. She does have a duster, but only Takeshi can have the, uh, the, the six-shooter. Yes, yes Takeshi... Uh, or as he's credited in this movie, beat Takeshi Kitano. Kitano. Takeshi Kitano is a fantastic name. It is. A it's just a straight up badass name. But anyway, so yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Black and, Widow coming out soon. Because other than the Marvel movies, you'll have to correct me here if I'm wrong, but she hasn't done a lot of like action films. Yeah, she really. did Lucy, which was also oh, an action God, movie. Oh yeah, she. Well, I wouldn't. Mm. It's got. It's that very thing. much like this, where it has a lot of action, but it's not really an action. Movie. No, it's not really an yeah. action movie. That and one... I would say this is better than Lucy, at the very least. Yeah. No. Okay. I'll yeah. agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy. No, Lucy has way too many inconsistencies. Lucy's and, weird. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, we talked about. Yeah. I think this Limitless is probably the, the closest, other than you know her in as Black Widow in the Marvel movies. This mm-hmm. is probably the closest precursor we can find for what a Black Widow movie is going to be like, at least action wise. Yeah, because <laughs> because this came out in 2017, so clearly after yep. she was cast as Black Widow. Oh yeah. Uh, she was, at least like her action scenes were first introduced in the second Iron Man movie. I don't know if she makes an appearance in the first one. No. I don't think she so. does. Samuel Jackson does, but not her. Yeah, no, she's she, her introduction as Black Widow Natasha Romanoff, Romanoff yeah. is in uh, 
Iron Man two. Yeah, and she has a really really cool action scene there. And yep. I have to be I have to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. My favorite action sequences in the Marvel movies has been for the most part Black Widows. Interesting. Yeah, because she has a very unique fighting style in those movies. Mm. It's a mix between um, jujitsu, obviously, a little bit of judo, some very fancy like wrestling moves, mm. where she then converts the wrestling move into a jujitsu move. Yeah. Uh, but then she also uses KC, which is a relatively new fighting form. Uh, you can see it in. Batman Begins and the Dark Knight. Oh, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know what, where, I know where, what we're talking it's, about. It's sort of, it's sort of a, a mix between boxing and other, uh, like Krav Maga and that kind of stuff, where what, what, you, what you do is you have the same principle in boxing where you're covering your head at all time. It's a lot of CQC, right? You're covering your head at all time, and then you use, you want, so actually the best and uh, like analog I can find is European sword fighting, like Hima. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because there you're you're trained to guard and strike at the same time. You want minimal movements with most lethality and most guarding. Mm. And so you, all your movements are based on that, which is why when you see sword fighting in movies, it's so bizarre because they do all these flips and yeah. things and the twists and the spinning, which is just insane. Yep. European sword fighting isn't really based on that stuff. So, so yeah, KC kind of takes that principle where you're always guarding and you want to have fast, powerful moves that go... Straight for like pressure points, oh, whilst enough. while maintaining guards. Okay. So it uses a lot of hammer fists and uh, a lot of moving, crunching your body. Basically, yeah. The the bail moves as, uh, yeah, because he's doing yeah. a lot of that stuff. Yeah, he does that in Batman. Batman. I think Jack, the first Jack Reacher, at least, I'm not. Sh- he does no. He does, he's does more it a little bit. No, what Jack Reacher's doing is the same thing that John Wick is doing, which is CQC. Which is yeah, but that, American it, military close quarters combat. Yeah, yeah. KC is sort of derived from all that. Yeah, stuff. I was about yeah. to, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's kind of, it sounds quite similar, but uh, CQC is a little bit more flowy and smooth looking than the KC is, at least on film. Well, if you compare it with Batman Begins, you have to remember that he's wearing the suit, which yeah. is like 30 pounds. Which is kind of <laughs> why they chose that fighting technique, I yeah. believe. Because it's like, oh yeah, what can yeah. he do while wearing... like? Well, actually, if you see like professionals do it, it's way smoother. It actually mm. is very similar to what you see in Jack Reacher. Mm. So yeah, so Fair Natasha enough. Romanov has that fighting style, which is really cool and unique. There's yeah. a lot of... A lot of grappling, a lot of powerful hammer fist moves. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, th- those were always the most entertaining for me. Even in, like, the Captain America Winter Soldier, I believe. Oh, yeah. No, I like Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter actually, Soldier is a good movie. It, that's but one again, of the Marvel films I can get behind. Yeah, and it's a, it has a lot of cool, like, hand-to-hand yeah, action yeah, yeah. scenes. But, again, the Black Widow is usually my favorite parts of those. Yeah, that's fair. Enough, I guess. Yeah, I really like. I mean, her you're you're technique. a bigger fan of Scarlett Johansson than I am in general. I think, which is maybe, but that's which is kind of weird because I didn't like her when I was younger at all. I thought mm. she was way overrated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. The fact that you've changed that opinion means that we're gonna have a conversation now. But okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. No, I did, I did not like her when I was younger at all. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought she was really overrated. But then mm. I saw Under the Skin. Yeah, she is very good in that. Yeah, and that completely changed my mind. I saw that, yeah. and then I saw after that I watched Lost in Translation, which I hasn't hadn't seen before. Yeah, she is very good in that actually. And she was really young then, so yeah. that, that completely changed my view on her. Old Bill Murray. <laughs> I know, I love it's, Bill Murray. It's such a great movie. <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing: for me, Scarlett Johansson falls into. There's a couple of actors who I. Generally speaking, I'm not the biggest fans of, but I think they work really well in certain types of roles. 
Uh, and Scarlett Johansson, for me, is pitch perfect the same as Ryan Gosling. Okay. Same thing, where it's like, when they're trying to do standard acting roles, I'm usually just uninterested. I don't feel there's a lot going on. It feels kind of boring and it feels a little bit, you know, single note, very monotone. But when you put them in a character that is meant to be a bit emotionally distanced, devoid, closed off, you know, like someone who is uh, whatever he is in Drive... Whatever he is. I don't know what he is in that movie, but he's certainly a something. He's something, yeah. Or Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner, uh, Ides of March. He's really good. Yeah, but again, he's like, he does those kind of roles really well. And I think Scarlett Johansson does those kind of roles really well. Yeah, like slightly idiosyncratic uh, roles. Yeah, slightly kind of, you're you're trying to, the character by necessity is hard to read. And the second you throw that element in, it works so much better. Yeah, and, you know, again, even after I'd seen her... So I saw her in Under the Skin. She mm. was a fantastic mm. movie, right? And then last year, Marriage Story, which I don't think you I managed to watch. I yet. I know. I told I know. you to watch it before today. You, when you, you told it. me to watch you it. You have betrayed me for the last time. <laughs> no, I have not. I will betray you many <laughs> times more. Good God. <laughs> But yeah, so I saw like Marriage Story, which is also, I mean, that that kind of goes with and against what you're saying because it, the character on paper is very conventional, but the way she portrays it is very unconventional. Well, this is again Ryan Gosling yeah. with Nice Guys. Yeah, there you go. Because that's him doing way out of left field, like a comedy sad sack thing. Yeah. But he finds a way of communicating that through this kind of paradigm thing he has going on. And from what I've heard, Scarlett Johansson does exactly the kind, same kind of thing in Marriage Story. Yeah, her and Adam Driver are just absolutely Yeah, and insane. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. It's kind of like, I, I think Scarlett Johansson is a good actress who requires good casting. Good casting, good directing. Yeah, she can't, yeah. She can't walk into any project and make it better. She is going to work with what you give her. And yeah. if you give her the right role and the right director, she can be great. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just kind of, that isn't to say she's a bad actress, it just means that she has her thing. Yeah. Because not every, you know, not every actor or actress can be Gary Oldman or Charlize Theron. Not all of them can just do this turn on a dime, put themselves in a situation thing. You probably want to eat those words after, if you've seen the movie Tiptoes. Tiptoes? Tiptoes. Kiss Kiss is Tiptoes. Kiss Tiptoes. Well, I'll tell you what Tiptoes is. Oh, it's uh, I've never heard of it. Early 2000s, uh, supposed to be a, rom- a rom-com, but more a drama. Oh, no. Uh, about, Matthew- it starts Matthew McConaughey, Patricia Arquette, okay. Kate Beckinsale, and Gary Oldman. But here's the twist. Oh, no. As the trailer says, in a role of a lifetime, Gary Oldman portrays a dwarf. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. And guess who's also in the movie? Peter Dinklage. <laughs> How insulting oh. can you get <laughs> where you star oh. Gary Oldman, who isn't a dwarf, <laughs> as a dwarf? <laughs> oh. oh my... No. You must be joking. Nope. <laughs> or little person, I don't... I think... But both of them, are, I think... Are I'm just correct. choosing not to say anything because yeah. I'm letting you dig that hole yourself. I, I, yeah, no, because... I have already gotten in trouble for something I've said on this podcast. Now it's your turn. You have? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even going to bring it up again because I don't want more trouble. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, little person or dwarf. I think they're both politically correct. But if yeah. not, please correct me. Yeah, no, we're that we are not trying to cause offense. Yeah. but it. Uh... No, but that movie does cause offense. <laughs> that movie sounds like it causes lots of offense. Yeah. Wow, really? So, yeah, so so oh, so Gary no. Oldman didn't really bring it. No. Gary, Gary, Gary. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, but yeah, no, I I know what you mean. So yeah, like you have certain actors that. Uh, that don't need the same amount of uh, direction or cues or the perfect role or anything. Yeah. They can they can sort of break make it their own. Yeah, uh, I would even argue like Christian Bale is one of those. Christian where, Bale is one of those where yeah. he just like brings it from movie to movie. It's a completely different person. Yeah. Whereas on other actors, you're casting a guy because he is what he is. Yeah. Denzel Washington is an Denzel amazing Washington. actor, but he's always Denzel Washington. He Will he is Smith. a great actor, but he Will Smith. Uh, to choose a slightly less good option of the same thing, John Cusack. Yes, John Cusack, John Cusack is Cusack. always John Cusack. John Cusack is always John Cusack. Which is why Raven, where John Cusack portrays Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe, is fucking hilarious. I love that movie. <laughs> it's like, what is this? All of a sudden he's a detective. No, I'm sorry. Great. Can we just be clear? That whole movie is like watching a period piece, but someone is a time traveler in cosplay. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, because John Cusack does not fit in at all yeah no uh so yeah and that's not to say that scarlett johansson is bad no, again again and, and i don't think she she kind of goes into that same well not, not at least not 100 percent in that same category as say will smith uh, or cusack or whoever no again she is she, in that other thing that ryan Gosling. Yeah, she, yeah she's in that in between where not quite where you know any role she, she can do no. but not, not quite where she has that no, typecast. She, she she acts really well. She acts but, really well, but her her particular type of acting and her particular way of emoting lends itself better to certain types of character. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. And I'm still not decided if this role was one that worked well for her. I I'm still sitting here trying because I just watched the movie again, never seen it before, hadn't even watched a trailer. I watched I saw the poster for this film, and that is my only exposure. Yeah. Which, understandably, because we have to mention the controversy. With yes, this movie, the controversy. Let's which, get to the controversy. Which, to be fair, Hollywood is no uh, no stranger to this controversy. No. Controversy. I mean, which in movies like Exodus, and I mean, no one, no one has bared the brunt as Egypt has. No. Egypt bears the biggest brunt of all this because yeah. in Exodus and in Gods of Egypt, there's just a bunch of white people with bronzing lotion. <laughs> That's yeah, all no. it is. E- Egypt. <laughs> Egypt really does take the cake for yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I so mean, the and that's, that's, got, that's going all the way back to Charlton Heston. Yeah. Let my people go. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this movie had quite a bit of controversy with the whitewashing because oh. it's technically set in Japan. It is technically set. It, it, well, is, it, is, Jap- it is set it is, in Japan. It is Japanese media. Yep. It's a Japanese story. And there, is, there are Japanese actors, like we mentioned, uh, Takeshi Kitano, and also uh, Chin Han. Chin Han, I don't believe, is Chinese. I believe Chin Han is Chinese. You just said Chinese twice, but okay. No, I mean, I don't believe yeah. he's Japanese. I believe he is Chinese. Uh, oh, the guy who plays Saito, he's he's Japanese. Yeah, yeah. no, that's uh, Yakuta Isomura. Yeah, sorry, I mixed the, the two. I, yeah. I, I, was reading, I was reading this, and then I read that name. Sorry. Well done. But, <laughs> yeah... <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's one of those things where it's kind of like, mm. yeah, and there are a lot of like extras that are also Japanese, but yeah, but or no, we don't know where they're actually from because this was actually filmed in Hong Kong. That's so true. That's they're true. probably Chinese. <laughs> let's be clear. 
Maybe. Well, they are speaking Japanese. There is a lot of Japanese being spoken. Well, that's mainly Takeshi Kitano. Yeah, also... Yeah, that's true. It's mainly him. He's the one who's always speaking Japanese. And then people are answering him in English. Yeah, it's bizarre. But uh, but one thing that... So, yeah, so that was the controversy where it was, like, whitewashing Mm. and... Yeah, because I get it. the Be- character... Okay, this is where it gets a bit complicated. Because yes. in the anime... And again, I'm not the expert, so you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. The idea is that the character certainly is Japanese. The brain How, is, yes. The brain is. Yeah, this is where it gets controversial. Because the entire point of this film is that it is a human brain in an artificial body. And that's not a spoiler because they literally mentioned oh, no. that in the first five minutes. Right up front. I think yeah. the trailer says it. If the trailer doesn't, I'd be shocked because they, it they, is, they, this they, is this kind of movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to my gripe with that particular thing later. Feel free. Sure. Well, we'll get there. I think yeah. there's, there's a few gripes that need to be dealt with yeah. here. I've certainly got mine. Yeah. But the idea being that it is an artificial body. Now, in the anime... Mm-hmm. It is never really, at least for me, visually explicit if the artificial body is uh, Caucasian or Asian. Yeah, and that's usually very difficult because in, it's you know their animating style animated, and it's that kind yeah. of animation style where it is an unnatural look to begin with. It is the big eyes, it is the tiny jawline, it's that thing, and yeah. it's like. And to be fair, Scarlett Johansson portrays that really well here. She does, she does have a she has the look. big eyes. She, has, she the look. has the look of it. No yeah, doubt. She has the look, like, for, even her muscular features, like, everything is down to, to the... Down to the T. Yeah, down to the T. But I can absolutely appreciate wanting a non-white actor in that role, because it is, for all intents and purposes, a non-white character. Yeah. And you know you, you want representation. Yeah. But also, you do. It, it's also respectful when you're taking, especially when it's something so beloved, in, beloved from the country. Yeah. You want to be able. You want to respect the country enough to say like, all right, we'll take actors that are at least of that heritage. Yeah. I mean, let's be completely clear. Whether or not we re- end up recommending Ghost in the Shell 2017, do watch Ghost in the Shell 1995. Oh yeah, most it's definitely. It's amazing. Yeah. It, no. It, it, it is, is an absolute visual. Wonderkin. I love that movie. The action is on par with what you see here. Oh, yeah. which Because which, it's, it's technically easier to do that kind of action with animation. It's true. So yeah, 1995 yeah. versus 2017 makes sense that moving that over to live action, because you do need a lot of CGI and yeah. some ropes but and all let's that stuff. Be, uh, this is getting to one of my gripes, and it'll probably come up after we've talked about the plot, but let's be clear. 1995 animation. 2017, with all the technology in the world and over $100 million in budget... There is no excuse for it looking worse. Yeah, that's true. Because it does. It looks worse. In certain areas. It looks worse. But I'm going to get to that. My gripes are... Uh, I don't think so. My gripes are there. We're going to get to them. But the yeah, plot... I think I think I'm a bit more forgiving with the visual aspects because uh, it kind of reminds me of other media. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. My reasons for it are a little bit particular. But the plot is that she... The artificial... Body who is named Major, Major Mira Killian. Yes, Mira Killian, which they say a lot. Yeah, even though she's only credited as Major, but it's Major Mila Killian. Uh, yes, she is working for something called Section Nine, which is a government spy agency kind of thing. It's uh, it's like Homeland Security. Yeah, yeah. And this is thing. a this is a they future world terrorism. where ro- robots are everywhere. 
everywhere. I mean, robots are kind of the be-all and end-all of this society. Yeah, and the... Very cyberpunk. Very cyberpunk. Section 9 is a specific unit that that goes against cyber terrorism, yes. basically. Yeah. Where and hacking is no longer just on a computer, where it can actually hack people. People, yes. Which is showed... Which... We, we, it gets to very quickly. Yeah. And after <laughs> that, I, I think this might be one of those films where we just have to say up front, it gets so convoluted so quickly... Trying to explain the plot outside of the basics isn't quite possible. Yeah, and I think that's where the 1995 uh, animated film, which I guess I could say right from the f- uh, right from the top that mm. it this movie does take a lot from that, but, but it's not, not a remake. It. No, it's not a remake. Say. What it does is it takes from the movie, it takes a few stories from the show, mm. and I think one or two from the manga that wasn't translated into a show. I'm not entirely certain about that. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. But yeah, so but at least at least what I noticed was it takes a lot from the movie, but it also mm. takes a few episodes of the show, and it sort of merges them together and actually makes surprisingly a cohesive story out. Oh of yeah, it. no, the story works yeah. to a degree. I mean, I I I'm not gonna say it's the best executed story in the world, but it's no. a it's a solid enough story. Yeah, it, it's it's cohesive at least. Yeah, that's I, what I can say. The, and, yeah, yeah. So what, what I was say, what I was gonna say was uh, that the 1995 animated film did a much better job of telling the story, <laughs> where it didn't feel yeah. that convoluted and everything it would well, flowed much better yeah and the and the main reason for that is because uh yeah here, here's the honest truth everybody there's certain there, the people who made ghost in the shell in 2017 made the film and then they looked at who was going to be watching this film and they decided that you the audience were dumber than a bag of hammers they were surprised you could tie your shoes that morning they were surprised you could walk talk and breathe at the same time and yes. therefore, the entire film is, it, it stops every five seconds to explain <laughs> everything. It's just unbelievable. It doesn't do that one thing that I really hate some movies doing where they, something happens and they literally spend like a minute discussing what just happened. They don't do that. <laughs> no, we're, but we're, it is a bunch of that would have made it really bad. Yeah, that would have been too much. But... It does hammer the message from the first five minutes and all the oh. way through the movie again and again, again and, and again. again. I'm not it's entirely... one of the first words even said. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, like oh. we open with a little like text scroll, which is just telling you the world, and then three seconds later, they're like, "How oh, now? We need to tell you about the world." Four minutes after that, by the way, we need to explain to you the main theme. Yeah. Two minutes after that, have we told you the main theme yet? I'm not sure. <laughs> I we mentioned it. Action scene. Then right after the action scene, the main theme. By the way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, unless you didn't catch it the first three times. I'm not entirely sure you know this, but you are a ghost in a shell. Yeah. Three seconds later, that I mentioned a you're a ghost <laughs> in a shell. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's just it's it, great. Oh <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> it's just it, it's like because the story isn't bad. It's actually a fairly good plot, but it's so insecure. And you can you can definitely tell that some test audience people were watching oh, this and they just God. went, "What? What happened?" I think that's <laughs> the that's the biggest like gripe overall with this movie yeah. is that it feels like a product it doesn't feel like any particular narrative like uh, stylistic voice or anything because it does feel very 
test audience controlled retest redo reshoot yeah. all that stuff it just tastes like it i mean you can just yeah. tell because there's even some moments where they adr the main theme yep yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which is, especially again. Dr. Ule. Oh, Dr. She, ADR, Ule. she ADRs that main theme so many times. Yeah, Juliette, Juliette Binoche, who yes, is from, from Chocolat. Chocolat. Here, Chocolat. It, it would be like that. That's exactly the thing. It's kind of like, it, it, it's like you're watching Chocolat, but every 20 seconds they're stopping and she looks at the camera and goes, by the way, Chocolat is like sex. Yeah. <laughs> In case Three minutes later. <laughs> this Chocolat is delicious. It's like having good sex. It's just, like, it's just you know, oh, yes, yeah, we, we get it. it. We understand. Thank Have you. Have you tried putting chili in it? Yeah. <laughs> the chocolate, not the sex. Why not the sex? No, I'm just joking. No, again, that's, that's the whole movie. It's like, oh my God, we get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson, how are you? I feel like a ghost in a shell. <laughs> yeah, like we get God it. God damn it, Scar Joe. <laughs> Man, she ain't feel like a ghost. Yeah, shell, shell, yeah, hey. It's just, oh my Man. lord. Yeah, no, and it, it's, I, mm, I, I suspect, I almost don't even think they needed a test audience. I think it's the fact that Western audiences struggle to understand the 1995 film. They do. It's a very common complaint about is, that film yeah. is that people can't follow it. Yeah, and that's why, but I, like, I feel like had they... I kind of understand the first five minutes. Yeah, fine, fine. You want to set up the the world, and you, you don't want to make it very yeah. clear. Yeah, that this is what the theme of the movie is, mm-hmm. and then sure. but then Why you not? don't need to keep repeating it throughout the film. It's not even a two hour movie. No, it's an yeah. hour and forty five minutes, and I think they tell us the main theme at least twenty times. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but yes, it feels like it. Think about it. Like, I don't know, think about it. How many, every time she's in the medical center. Yeah, which is like three times or three, four. Yeah. Then there's the time she does the deep dive. Sure. Then there's the time that they talk her boss is talking about the deep dive. Then there's the time that Cutter is talking about the deep dive. Cutter is talking about the deep dive. So at least about 10 times. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I think my case is being made. At least about 10 times. She goes diving and talks about it like three times. I mean, it's like, this is, this whole movie. Yeah, that's true. I am a ghost in a shell. And you are more valuable because you're human evolution or some shit. Yeah. Oh. And in case you didn't catch it, which, you know, it's a brain yeah. and a robot. It's a brain and a robot. And they show you that yeah. visually, which would have been enough. They show you, they literally show it to you visually in the first, in the opening sequence. Yeah. When they're making the robot, which is a callback to the 1995 yeah. And film. it looks so great, and it's gorgeous, and it's yes. so beautiful. And then we cut to two people talking, and they're like, You're that's a ghost a brain. in a show. No, no, no. She, no, no. she hasn't even woken up yet. She's like, yeah, that's a brain in a robot. She's a ghost in a shell. She's really important, but we're going to use her to kill people. That's not bright. We're going to do it anyway. Cut. Cut. One year later. <laughs> Just like, you must be joking. One year later, and then she wakes up, and the doctor goes... Your, your your soul, comma your ghost. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like he, in case it wasn't obvious. Yeah, we don't want people to read the title and be confused. Right? Yeah, like, your ghost. soul, your, your ghost. ghost. It's just, every time they just need to keep pointing that out. Oh, I'll great. always be with you, with your ghost. ghost. Just like, oh, <laughs> please stop. But besides uh, that... Yeah, but it's not a bad story. It's no. just... Yeah, it, it, yeah, it gets it's very cool. bogged down. And actually, 
now that you mention it, if they removed a lot of that stuff out, it would have probably story would have flowed, flowed way, better. way better. It would have flowed way better because then you wouldn't... didn't need to have to stop every like yeah. two seconds in the middle of a conversation and be like, in case you didn't realize. Yeah, but it would also give the people something else to talk about. Yeah. And that's the huge issue here is that every time there's conversation in this film, because it's so concerned you forgot what just happened mm-hmm. and what the theme is, that's the only thing they can talk about. No one is discussing their breakfast. No one is to have any time for chit-chat. Yes, this is all about cyber enhancements, ghosts, souls, and cyber attacks. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> one guy wants to feed his dog, and it ends up in a conversation about them working only in the job. Yeah. It's like, can yeah, yeah, yeah. we please have <laughs> lives? Yeah, which which really, really da- uh, hampers character development. Yeah, I mean, poor old, uh, how do you say his name? Palau Azbek. Who is yeah. playing Batu? Batu is doing his, damnedest, doing his damnedest to have a character here. He's actually doing a really good job. He's probably my favorite character yeah. in the movie. <laughs> he has a really silly haircut, and yeah. he's doing his best to have an emotionally relatable character. Because Scarlett Johansson, by necessity, her character is emotionally detached. Again, yeah, no, this and, is and kind a, of, even in the animated movie, yeah, uh, Bato is the heart of the movie. Yeah, and they and he he's trying to carry the emotional weight of this movie. Yeah. Kind of the only one doing it. The doctor yes. tries a bit, but it doesn't mm, work very falls well. Very flat. <laughs> he's doing his damnedest, but all they can talk about it seems like are the themes of the movie and it, yeah. he's it, it makes it very difficult. Even the little character moments that I do have that I liked in the film are all his, because yeah. and he's always not talking about themes. He's always talking like they're little interchanges. Yeah, and I mean he tries. Yeah, <laughs> but then they always bring it back around. <laughs> always bring it back around. It's like yeah. come and on. as as much as I, I don't want to say like I like like it. It's I think it's a fine movie. Yeah, I'm yeah. not quite that far. It's an all right movie. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. not. It's not great. It's not it's great. Fine. It's, I, I, I'd struggle to call it good. It's more than serviceable. I would say. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. Uh, yeah, let me put it this way: if you had put on a, I don't know, a '90s action film like Speed, put on Speed, put on you know me. anything like that. <laughs> That's about the level of emotional and narrative weight this film is kind of bringing to the table. But because it is such a, you know, it's based off the anime and it's trying to have these big themes and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. it falls very, sh- it falls really flat on its own promises. It's like this movie is telling you in the way it's made and who's making it and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, this has something to say and you keep waiting for it to say it. And they do in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, let me rephrase that. Yeah. It's trying to connect with you on a yeah, certain level, doesn't, and it just it doesn't. It conveys, but it doesn't connect. Correct. That's the that's the issue. Yeah, it and conveys it's like, the message, but it doesn't connect the message. Yeah, and it's like if it hadn't set high expectations of that stuff, I probably wouldn't have noticed it so much. Yeah, I mean, they could have taken more dialogue because. Individual scenes and storylines. Yeah, uh, I kind of struggle, hesitate to say lines, but it technically does have more than one. <laughs> it's got an a plot and a comma, and a comma. Yeah, yeah. 
But but yeah, the like those are taken from both the film and the show. But had they taken the dialogue as well from those two, oh, at least a little yeah. bit, that would have worked mm, much better. Way better. Because visually, the movie is really great. good. It's visually well. I... No, no. I mean, like the set pieces are visually stunning. Yes, yeah. set pieces are visually stunning. The effects are very on point. The yes. digital work is great. It, yeah. They've done an amazing job visually. Visually, yeah. Uh, the city, I like and don't like. I have my gripes with it, but uh, but it's fine. Yeah, I think that's going to come back to where my big thing is here. But yeah, moving on, which yeah. is uh, which? I mean, go ahead. Okay, here's the thing. I think visually they did a great job. I think stylistically they dropped the ball. Yeah, I have. Uh, because and I don't I'm not actually going to put that on the filmmakers I'm going to put that on whoever was in charge of post-production yes this felt like a decision from on high this felt like a decision of an overall scale because this movie you know it's based off the anime it's all about the world and the cyberpunk and the adaptions and all the mechanical stuff this movie was always going to be about the visuals the mm-hmm. story was always going to play second fiddle. You have the effect budget. Great. Why the fuck did they decide to color grade it like it's the Dark Knight? Yeah. It's a very dark and blue Yeah, it's movie. very blue. It's lots and lots of shadow. This should have been color graded like Atomic Blonde. Yeah, Atomic Bomb would have been perfect. Yeah, it should have had... Yeah, because that's really... also kind of blue and, and, exactly. and dark, but it's, but it's saturated. It's very saturated and has a lot of interesting, colorful flair. It has a lot of punch. Mm-hmm. And it should have had a way stronger soundtrack. Yes, that's I was, I was about to mention, the yeah. soundtrack. Because they tease the original soundtrack, oh. which is infinitely better. I think this is where, that's the point where we're both like... We, we, Wait, we, is we, it coming? Uh, is it coming? No. We, it's, it begins with orchestral nonsense. Yes. Very generic. Yeah, very generic. This is something I'd expect to see on the trailer for a new drama. You Almost. Know? Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is not what I expected in my cyberpunk yeah, like, <laughs> anime film thing. And then contrast that to the beginning of the animated film, yeah. which is... Almost shot for shot. Yep, it is almost uh, shot for shot. And that has that screaming, like, punchy, choir. Punchy music. And it's just, like, so good. We didn't mention it on the podcast, but really similar to the soundtrack from Us. Sure. Very same kind of, like, it's got this, it's almost operatic, but it is, I don't know what it is. Oh, it's, like that, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Us did a really interesting thing where they sound mixed uh, the song I got five on it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Into that choreography in the yeah. final fight. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but but I, I thought that was so cool. But the opening the, music <laughs> in us was that. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Oh yeah. yeah, I think we did mention that. Well, I, the, I, I hope we did. The, like where, where they were just saying the notes like do re mi do. Yeah. But whereas in the original soundtrack for Ghost in the Shell, it is uh, it is a choir who are singing in Japanese. And it is such a powerful kind of... Yeah, bombastic. Very bombastic, very stylized, and you really feel it, and it matches the tone of the film. Perfect. Yes. No, no, it, it, like, when the title screen comes on in that Mm. movie, Ghosts in a Shell. shell, In the Shell. Like, you don't, you don't need explanation. You don't need, you don't need Dr. Ulay telling you, oh, you're, you're so, comma, you're a ghost. No, I mean, it's so, like, on point, and the music is very elevating. Yes. Here, the music is so downplayed, and it's just, 
yeah, because even like in the in the bar scene, it's yeah. so subdued. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, 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 like you have all this awesome action, yeah. and it's just like the generic uh, subdued fight music. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. I mean, it's kind of like you're you're almost watching the action choreographers going like, yeah, it's gonna be like done. It's gonna be like done. He's gonna yeah. throw him. He's gonna pull the gun, and you have the music choreographer high in the corner going. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna throw, throw a some cr- beats on that. It'll I'm be gonna fine. throw some Chris Martin on. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 some of that Coldplay. Yeah, I mean, it's just it sort of feels like it does feel like that. It's just yeah. it's really un it, and it detracts because you want that soundtrack. You want that yeah. really punchy, um, almost like synthwave techno and thing. The, the the annoying bit is that it has that. But it's really it's like, quiet. It's and very quiet, understated. And, it's, and it's only elements of the overall score. Yeah, it's like tiny, tiny elements of yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, you're wondering, like, is like, it's like the musicians are all sitting there going, like, oh, we don't want to interrupt. I'm sorry. Can we throw a little bit of the score? Oh, just just a little bit. Yeah, we don't it? want to bother you. We understand that this is like a big action scene, but no, really, we're just. Oh no, yeah. that, is that too much? I'm sorry. I'm we didn't sorry. want to yeah. just really demure. Yeah. That's it. And that's what the feel of the film, because it's the same with the colors. You want all those br- like neons and colors and cityscape lights to just be punching you from the screen, going Blairy Blade Runner. You want it to feel rich and textured. It doesn't. Doesn't at all. And the most annoying bit is is that this came out after Drive. Yeah. Had it had the same and color grading and soundtrack so, as Drive, yeah, it would have. This movie would have been completely different. If it, if it's not obvious, if any of you out there want to do a fan edit of this movie, oh, by all means, I'm telling you, just get the do the color in, grading, yeah, get a better soundtrack. Get, I'm all on board. Get the color LUT. Just get the basic LUT from uh, uh, Drive thrown on top, and then get uh, Kavinsky's uh, Night Call. And layer it on top of the action scenes. Yeah, the, the remix and the bar scene, yeah, yeah. and then the other, the original. Otherwise, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, you just want it, and it's it feels so depressing when you don't get it because yeah. you can tell all the material was there. It was all filmed. It was all looking really good. All the three D and all the not the three D, but all the digital effects yeah. are so there. Color grading should have been the icing on top, but instead it brings the whole mood down. And what it felt like is well, well. Before I talk about that, I, I yeah. mean, Scarlett Johansson's performance is pretty good, I think, in this movie. I love the way how everyone around her moves so uh, humanly and so emotive in their in their actions. Mm-hmm. And she, because she is the only fully robot with a human brain person, mm-hmm. uh, she moves, and and even her facial expressions are incredibly robotic. Even her action yeah. scenes. They, it's not flowy. It's no. not. It's not like Black Widow at all here. No. It is incredibly robotic. Yep. Which I liked because it makes sense in the movie. But what it felt like is they didn't trust her performance, no. and so they had to add that sombering, subdued music to make sure that you understand she's not happy about this. But here's <laughs> even the- though she clearly expresses that. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing as well: is that they. It's really odd because she is good in this. I I, I will agree with you. Yeah. I think specifically on the physical stuff. I'm not going to get into her dialogue too much because I blame the script. I don't I blame do, her. Yeah, I blame the script. She she just does. She has so little to work with in terms mm-hmm. of what she's saying that. Yeah. And you know the director told her like no more robotic. Yeah, <laughs> you know that no, that happened a few robotic. times. Yeah, because she tries in some scenes, especially that one scene where. The camera is on her face yeah. for like a full like minute, I think. Mm-hmm. 
where she's just having a small monologue. Yeah. And she tries, and she does really well in that scene. But then the minute it cuts away and back, she's back to being the robot. Mode. Yeah, but when she uh, she meets a woman, we're not going to get into the possible spoiler territory, I guess. We're, I think we're... No, I th- mainly because oh. I don't want to spoil 1995. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, but she meets a woman, and there, that's interesting, because that's her just reacting. Mm-hmm. That's just... And the camera doesn't trust her. Because the yeah. camera doesn't stay on her. You know? No, it's like and it's a little not, bit... Oh, no, no, we're know, shy just, away. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> we're going to give her a mid-shot, not a close-up. And it's like, you splurge to get Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> like, use her <laughs> properly, like, for her acting skills. This is someone... You know, you, you've already courted controversy. You went for the white actress. Yes. <laughs> My God, you might as well get your money's worth. <laughs> right? <laughs> Because she's doing her best, and, and there's no doubt, I, she isn't phoning this in. No, not no, no. at all. She's really putting down the effort, that She's and she's having everything working against her. The camera doesn't trust her, the script thinks she's an idiot, you know. No, I guarantee you that she did quite a bit of research for this. Yeah, no, I, I don't know for, for a fact, but just from she her performance, definitely I know. definitely worked I know. with, like, a dance teacher or something, because the movement style is integrated. She's, yeah. that whole robotic yeah, way of moving is there from, from start to finish. Start to finish, yeah. and it's incorporated into everything she does. Yeah. And I, and you can you can tell that uh, certain aspects from the movie, mm. she does like exactly the same motions and everything. Like it's it's so, yeah. she clearly studied the movie really well to to embody yeah. the character. And the best thing she does, which is really interesting, and it's something I kind of noticed about halfway through, is that she when she's being in robot mode, which I think she's a bit too much. I think there's was a little bit more room there for her to play, but sure. she has to be a robot. I get that. Yeah, it, it's. So had they not been hammering home the message, it would have been nice. Visually. Yeah, it would have been perfect. Because it would have been a nice visual representation of this person is different. Yeah, and what she kind of does for a lot of her performance is that her face is almost segmented by which that she is moving her lips and talking, but her upper part of her face, where her eyes and nose, yes. is completely locked. There yeah. is no motion. Which, Which is, is a really, really interesting thing to do. It's and I very like impressive, it. actually. It's incredibly impressive. Yeah. It's the same way that... Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. The guy who played the bad guy robot in Terminator 2. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever his name is. Taught himself not to blink when firing a gun. So yeah. that he can have a completely open eyes when firing a gun almost at his face. Because it would have been weird if a Terminator blinked. That's true. But you don't notice it when he doesn't. That's true. That's very true. And it's kind of like, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, I think we would have noticed if she hadn't done stuff like that Mm -hmm. a lot more, but it's hard to appreciate a thing that isn't there. Yes. Uh, I think uh, she took a lot of things that she learned from Under the Skin. Oh, yeah. I know we mentioned that movie a lot, but we highly recommend it. We both love that movie. So, yeah, obviously we're going to mention it. Yeah. A very very heady movie because I'm the same Scarjo. That would that, yeah. when I got the no Scarjo. I mean, it was like <laughs> Under the Skin is the one that convinced me. I'm like I yeah. I was exactly like you. It's the same way I didn't like Ryan Gosling until Drive. Yeah, yeah, actually. Well, I liked him in in uh, Little Hercules, which are <laughs> Little Hercules. Yeah. What is Little Hercules? Um, you know how? Oh, what's please his tell name? me it's not a Disney kid thing. No, no. Well, um, I don't know. You know how Kevin Sorbo had a Hercules series? Oh yeah, yeah, and he was. Awesome. And that, <laughs> oh, Kevin. Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> Wait, this isn't my world. Disappointed. <laughs> yes, that Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
so they made a prequel series starring Ryan oh, Gosling, really? Little Hercules. I'm pretty sure that's him. Oh. And they had he also was in a series where I don't remember the name, but they were like on a yacht, and he was a bartender or something on it. Hilarious. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should definitely look that stuff up. This sounds it's a great. little bit like uh, the made-for-TV in Canada movie Ryan Gos- Ryan Reynolds did, where he is a little like uh, yogi. Okay. He's like he's like he's a little white boy who's pretending to be Indian. Oh god. And he's in touch with the spirits of Buddha. It's they, like they didn't amazing. learn from little Buddha with Ke- with Keanu Reeves. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Siddhartha. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, generic white guys playing a Buddhist. <laughs> See, Hollywood is no stranger to, to this washing. <laughs> no, I think the problem here is that it was so... No, no, number one, I can understand why this controversy happened. Because it was, number one, very blatant. And it's it's something that and they num- actually hold dear. It's, it's Not only that, but it is something that a lot of... What are they called? Otakus? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's got a huge cultural following from people who are admirers of Japanese culture in the West. So it wasn't like an unknown property. Mm -hmm. It was a very well-known property to those people. No, that's what I mean. It was highly admired property both in the West and in Japan and the East in general. It's something that the whole world pretty much admires. And then you're... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do get it. I really do. Yeah, because the the main point, because they do have a lot of actors from different countries and like yeah. European countries. I think probably one or two Australian, some American. Judging by those accents, yeah, something was going and on. Obviously, there. Asian cultures oh, yeah. as well, and they do have varying accents. And they probably what they were trying to say. One of the few things that they don't slam you in the head with oh, bless <laughs> is them. that is that globalization is so rampant at this far into the future that yeah. you have that it's no longer one country holds a single culture it's yeah. everyone is is everywhere so the problem is with that is that they tried to go for a globalist accent very cyberpunk very kind of after <laughs> yeah here's the problem with that i don't know if you noticed but we were mentioning it in the beginning of the film yeah you notice how they just dropped it halfway through they did yeah like, especially cutter he just dropped it halfway cutter through. just dropped it completely uh batu, batu kind of just dropped his yeah well batu already has a little bit of an accent it's uh, batu is the same guy who plays uh yoron no is it yoron Greyjoy and game don't of thrones look at me i'm not a game i'm not a game of thrones guy the guy who keeps uh, pining over cersei oh right yeah oh right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, so he already Wait, has a little bit one? of an They are all pining over Cersei. But the Greyjoy, that's I know what you mean. For, for people that know Game of Thrones, they I think they would know who I'm talking about. That, he shows probably, up in I the last don't. three or, or two seasons. I've only seen the first one, and I decided, Twincest, maybe this is where I draw the line. <laughs> the first episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, well, if this is how we're starting show, I'm not sure if I can follow where you're leading, but yeah. I'll try. To be honest, I had a very similar reaction watching Game of Thrones. Because so, I had seen the first episode. And then just noped. Yeah, I, no, I really. That's exactly yeah. Me. <laughs> and then my brother and uh, and his his wife were like mm, were like so begging me. Yeah, like oh, so good, and it's about to end, and I'm yeah, like, all right. Okay. So, oh, why, did you mainline while, it? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So while the last two episodes <laughs> were being aired, I basically in those two weeks I watched the whole oh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to do that at some point because everyone, you know, it, it's such a cult cultural. St- Staple now. I kind of need to get it out of my system. To be honest, now that it's over, probably don't. Uh, okay. you don't need to. You really don't. Because I'll be honest, episode one, twin cest and child murder. I'm not entirely sure I'm on board here, everybody. Yeah. I was on board for the child. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, that's gonna. That's, yeah. that's, to be, no, but that's a comment that yeah, might stick with you a little I bit. I'm, uh, but to be perfectly honest, that was so out there. Like Twincest, like Gladiator. You know, we've seen some of these oh, things before. God. Yeah. Well, not that graphic. Not yes. that graphic, but we've seen these elements before. But yes. literally, just like killing off a child. <laughs> Or trying to, at least. Trying like, to, but... That was really, really ballsy. And I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Everything else was kind of boring, but yeah. that that's interesting. I like that. I love the fact that looking back at first episode of Game of Thrones, how, you know, tame it is compared to what's happened since um... in terms of, like, graphic content and sex on TV and such. It's kind of like... Yeah, but you have to... I mean, it, it spanned a decade. It did. I mean, yeah, I know it's only eight seasons, but... There but was it, breaks in between, no, so it spanned completely. a decade. It, is, it did span a decade, and that's yeah. why it's a little funny thinking about, like, I remember thinking, looking at that and going, my God, what they'll put on television. And here we are, much later, like, things have changed. Mm, things have changed. <laughs> oh, how they've changed. <laughs> With a cigar, like, things have changed. Things have changed, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about Scarlett Johansson's uh, bodysuit. Tangent aside. Tangent aside, yeah. but it's <laughs> actually leading us to a point. <laughs> yeah, this time Let's around. talk about Scarlett Johansson's bodysuit. I was a fan of it. You were, yeah, no, because it looked it looked a lot like what I would imagine a robotic bodysuit would look like. I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I that that's another little source of controversy. I remember the people were, yeah, because it, it looked like flesh and it looked like she was naked, naked. which in lore makes perfect sense. Correct, because the whole idea was that you know if she can go, if she has the technology to turn her skin invisible. Uh, where she, I don't know why the hair turns invisible, but whatever. <laughs> if she has the technology to turn her skin invisible, then if she had clothes on, they would just be floating. Why, be obvious. why does she have hair? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Ask the animators. <laughs> Ask it. Scarlett Johansson bald in this movie. I'd have, I, it would I have been, been very more. ex machina. Like, I would have given it more. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I would have said, hey, you guys made a stylistic decision. Yeah, cause, no, because that was a very ballsy decision, taking yeah. Alicia Vikander and just making her bold oh, <laughs> throughout the whole movie. So great. But she movie. does an amazing job. Oh. Yeah, sorry, ScarJo, but Alicia Vikander? Mm, no, kinda, way kinda, better than actor. Yeah, kind of did a much better representation of a robot. Exactly the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Better job. Uh, well, even more robotic, technically. More robotic, cause, but cause more brain, emotive. Even more emotive, yeah. I mean, you know, she was supposed to be more robotic, but yeah, turned out to be She managed less. to communicate a deeper sense of emotion with less. Yeah. And again, I'm not sure how much of that I can blame on Scarlett Johansson because she is working with what might be one of the most heavy-handed scripts I've since seen since the 90s. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely a callback to the 90s, which makes makes uh, it's kind of funny because the animated film 995. So. 995. Mm. <laughs> Around yeah, the time, but the 1995 <laughs> film isn't heavy-handed. I know, I know. <laughs> the 1995 film is so convoluted. It is so obs- obscure, maybe. Yeah, no. obscure and subtle that it, that a lot of Western audiences struggle with it. So yeah. here they just went the complete opposite route. Yeah, which, I, mean, I watched it the first time I saw a 1995 version. I didn't realize it was the kind of movie where I had to be completely on point. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. I was kind of watching it halfway with somebody. So my brain wasn't fully engaged. So we got to the end of it. I'm sitting there going, how? What? <laughs> Who? Yeah, no, why I, the little girl? Why the little girl? Then, <laughs> yeah. Why the little girl? I'm, I'm literally sitting there going, what? And then, But then I watched it again. I'm like, oh, I get it. Because I actually had to engage with this. Yeah, no, I've only seen it once. And I saw it after I'd seen Akira. 
also oh, a very highly man, regarded movie. And it scares me that they're that they're trying to that they have been trying to make a live action adaptation in Hollywood for a long time. They have, but you know who's been signed up to direct it? Now they've yeah. been interchanging directors for years. Taika Waititi. Ooh, well, now yeah, I'm interested. That's again. his passion project. He wants okay. to make it. He's the one fighting for it now. Yeah, because because like someone like Taika Waititi would would be interesting. Yeah, it's the same way where Jordan Voigt. Uh, the guy who did the uh, Kong Skull Island. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. wants to direct. Like he wants to direct the Metal Gear Solid movie. Let him do it. Yeah, right. And he's super passionate about it. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, I think I can trust that guy. Like, yeah, because I'll be. I have a little you. bit of hope. Whoever Rupert something who yeah. directed this, we we did see it earlier. It's Rupert Vandross, no. Vanderall, Vandeross? <laughs> no. Really? Uh, no. Rupert Rupert Sanders. Sanders. I was making way a joke. more boring a name. <laughs> I was making a joke. Yeah. I know. <laughs> But no, I mean, this guy, I, what has he done? Uh, a question. I don't because think... Because he kind of... I don't want to call... I don't want to say he dropped the ball. He did a fine job, but that's kind of... Ooh, that's a face. Is he the one that did the uh, Snow White and the Huntress? Yes. Oh, yeah. my oh, sweet the lord. With uh, Kirsten Stewart. And you were mentioning Sherry's, uh, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Yeah. yeah. Charlize Theron is amazing in that movie. She isn't in the same movie as the rest of that fit movie, but no. she is in a better movie. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Well, okay. Now, now that oh, makes more whoa. sense. I, what, I, what I saw was that he hadn't directed anything since Ghost in the Shell, mm. basically. Yep. And so I was like, oh, shit, that movie ruined his career. But then I look back and it's, no, he, he actually waits long periods before directing. Yeah, he goes like big jumps here. Yeah, because he did Snow White in 2012. And, and that was just, it. Yeah, just a bunch the of shorts. shorts. And then Ghost in the Shell. It's, he only has those two full feature length credits. Interesting. Heck? And now he's doing a TV show called Foundation. Well, he's only like, directed one episode. There's in the, there's filming. All right, yeah. They're filming. Please don't tell me that's Asimov. Yeah, I think I think it is Asimov. Oh my yeah. no! Yeah, because that's coming for Apple TV. You must yeah, be no, joking. Yeah, no, no, I'm not joking. It's Asimov uh, Foundation. You bastards, leave Asimov alone! <laughs> I don't don't know, give I it don't to Rupert how, Sanders, my god. I don't know how they're going to... Oh, well, that makes me really worried for that show. Yeah, I was about to say, like, yeah, don't, like, don't give it to him. <laughs> he's he's going to be directing the pilot. Oh, shit. <laughs> this guy kind of did... I love this. Best known for Snow White and the Huntsman, Ghost in the Shell, and Untitled Rupert Sanders Sci-Fi Project. <laughs> I love IMDb. Untitled. <laughs> untitled Rupert Sanders Sci-Fi Project. Yeah, but that's the thing. This guy is an untitled director. There's just yeah. not a lot happening here. It's just yeah, I, and you I, can really tell because, yeah. like you were saying, I mean, some some really obvious things like the color grading, the the even the the floaty camera shots through yeah. the city, which granted yeah. only happened the one time. No, they happened two or three times. Did it? The floaty camera? Yeah, the floaty camera was over. It was happening uh, a few times throughout. Yeah, because I, I felt like they stu- well, yeah, the, the end. They also did the mm-hmm. floaty camera. That's true. But, yeah. but mostly after they did that the first time, they kind of stuck to the helicopter shot, yeah. which was so, way better. Here, here's the thing. In the original 1995, and boy oh boy is just turning into a comparison episode. Yeah, I know. It, I wasn't planning on this. It, but <laughs> in there, it's a couple of decisions that are made from a stylistic perspective. The major one is that almost every shot is ground level. There is never a shot in the film that couldn't have a person standing there to see it. So you're never getting this God's eye view. It's always grounded in the reality of this world. And it, the best part for that is that they do have these little interlude shots where they're just showing you the city at work. 
-hmm. And it's just a slow camera and it's usually on something. So it's like on a car going down a street. So you're moving along with the rest of the traffic or you're on a boat going down the river and you're moving along with the rest of the boats. And it is this really wonderful mechanism for putting you in this foreign world, but it makes it feel very human and makes it feel very real. Yeah, like Cut. despite the <clears throat> very alien kind alien, of nature. Of yeah, it. because you know, this is so far into the future. Even though there are talks of doing the kind of operations that they're talking about here as yeah. soon as 2045, uh, like in the scientific world. But uh, yeah, no, this is so alien yeah, so as, a, far as an idea that you need something to ground you. Yeah. And usually cyberpunk movies stick to characters to ground yeah. you as, a, as opposed to the world and kind of leave the world as background mm. uh, for the character to discover. Uh, here they decide to do both at the same time, which, yes. which fails on both, yeah, on both accounts. Because you have the... I mean, again... One year later. Yeah. That's a big thing. Because if we'd had Scarlett Johansson adapting to this life and this yeah, job like and this body. Yeah, like a tiny montage. Like, that's you, all you really need. That would have helped a lot. Yeah. But no, we just cut straight to a year later and she's jumping off buildings and turning invisible. Okay. She is a part of this future world. We are not going to be following her to try and understand it. She's yeah. already there. And I... I mean, fine, I guess you can blame the 1995 movie for that, but... No, because the 1995 movie did that job somewhere else. They knew what they were doing because they let her be part of the world, and then yeah. they... Yeah, no, that's, that's my point, yeah. where, like, no, but that, that, that transition, mm. you can kind of blame the 1995 movie, but at the same time, you're adapting, you're not doing a shot-for-shot -shot remake here. Yeah. So, you know, adapt it, make it, make it your own, make it... Yeah, work. if you're going to take that aspect yeah. away one place, you have to put it back in somewhere yeah. else. Here we end up with the floaty camera, which is one of my pet peeves in movies, generally speaking. Yeah. I yeah. don't like a floaty camera. And what I mean by a floaty camera is not a drone shot, helicopter shot, or POV from a high place. Those yeah. are all different. Yeah, because you might, you might uh, I guess a good example of not floaty camera mm. is the Spider-Man 2, I think? Yeah. Where, he's, where the camera is on Spider-Man's back. Yes. The Sam Raimi one. The whole time. Yep. And he's zipping and zapping through yeah. traffic. Or you're and, and out doing... through windows or you're yeah. on top of buildings. You're always somewhere. Yeah. And like that, it does feel, because he was, I think, digitally added mm -hmm. in. So that technically was a floaty cam, but the fact that you're grounded having him in the middle of the screen. Yeah. It's also motivated movement. Yes. Motivated movement is the big thing. Yeah. Here and, it doesn't do that. Yeah, because even if you have a, like a helicopter style shot where you know you're, you're yeah. on a platform or there's something moving in, that's great. You can have a moving camera that's being motivated by moving with something. Mm -hmm. But here when it's just reform and just kind of moving around like it's an app yeah and you just don't <laughs> that's the best way to put it yeah really. and you just yeah. it, it feels and it makes this wonderful digital creation of this world it created because it's clearly yeah. a digital world but when you have a camera moving through it in this way you know it's a digital world yeah it makes There's it nothing, even more fake nothing in your brain says this is real a really really good counterpoint even though i haven't seen the full movie mm. yet uh, i have seen the trailer there's a trailer shot in Blade Runner 2049, 2049 yep. where it's similar. It has those holographics and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of similar, but it has that steady shot, which yep. is akin to the original Blade Runner, yeah. where it was literally like helicopter shots 
of the miniatures that they built. Yeah, it's just dr- it's drones yeah. and such. Yeah, like through. and it's slow. It's yeah. deliberate. It's not floaty and it's not fast and doesn't. Yeah, I mean yeah. the the best example of the difference for me is uh, Pacific Room. Pacific Room one, every single shot is ground level. And it makes yeah, every robot feel huge and powerful and slow and sluggish. Cut to Uprising. I haven't seen it. Didn't want to watch it. It's terrible. <laughs> every camera shot of the robot is just this free-floating thing. And oh. it is, it's just like, oh, I'm watching a PS2 fighting game. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's Gundam. exactly what it would feel. Gundam Zero did it better. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah, Gundam Zero is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, good God, everybody. We really need to think about stylistic... Zone of Enders, because that's also... Zone of Enders. Yeah, Zone of Enders. Same thing. Yeah. Zone of Enders did it better, because at least you have an understanding of scale. Yeah. You're not just watching this little camera floating about like you're watching... It, it gives... It takes so much away because you've given too much freedom. Yeah. And this movie has this problem, is that there are so many times where... It makes it hard to believe what you're seeing because you understand that the camera can't possibly be doing what it's doing. The fight scene in the beginning is a big problem for this. Yes. Fight scenes later, much better. Yeah, uh, the fight scene in the beginning, although awesome callback, uh, I like it for the nostalgia, mainly, and also for Scarlett Johansson's choreography. Oh, yeah. She does a great job with that. No, it's a good action scene, badly filmed. Yes, the the camera shots were way off. Yeah, because you're even of... though even though I'm sorry to, yeah. to, to no, cut you, but it. even though individual shots where they were positioning the cameras mm. had some good ones, oh, like yeah. when she's wall running, oh, yeah, you have completely. the camera from the top and the slow motion yeah. that works perfectly, but elongate that and don't do the other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> for it, example, it is this problem where like you're watching that shot and you're like, ooh, this is really cool, and then the camera moves in a way that is physically impossible, and you're going like, oh yeah, but it's digital. Yeah. Oh, it's animated. It's not an actual. It's not an actual shot. Yeah, but then you also, but you, you interlace it with actual shots that do even more fantastical things, yeah. which is you didn't need to animate that. No, it's like yeah. come on. And and again, this is the problem. It. I, I'm sorry to keep beating on the guy, but Rupert Sanders has a feel for me that I've attached to a couple of directors before, and it's a term that I've heard used other places called "gun for hire." Yeah, he's a working man director. He's not bringing style, substance, or his own flair to this. He's just doing the work. Yeah, and there's so many times here where they're just kind of like, "Oh yeah, people are having a conversation. What should we do? A one shot, two shot. Great. Yeah. Anything else? Medium shot, medium shot, medium shot, medium shot, medium <laughs> shot. And then occasionally the cinematographer, you know, locks Rupert Sanders in a closet yeah. and actually has a really good shot. Most of them stolen from the film. Yeah, from the original 1995 movie. There's a couple of great shots where, like, they're doing, like, these wide, very anime-style kind of set-piece visuals mm-hmm. with a slow-moving camera in and out. Uh, the uh, cityscape shot, which is super famous from the original, mm-hmm. uh, when Takeshi has his, uh, like, post-I-have-defeated-my-enemy thing in the garden. Yeah. Why Takeshi has a six-shooter, I don't know. Why That's it ha- awesome, though. It is awesome. And he is definitely the man to have it. <laughs> yeah. Why can it fire 12 bullets when he clearly only has six? Don't know. It's the future. Each bullet is two. I don't know. It's something. <laughs> yeah. You fire You fire the outer bullet first, then the inner bullet. <laughs> yes. Very much like Dungeons & Dragons, sci-fi does have the rule of cool. Just yeah. keep following it, and you'll be fine. Yeah. This movie breaks the rule of cool when it comes to Scarlett Johansson. 
but maintains it only for Takeshi Katano. Probably because he had more say. He was like, no, I'm not doing this scene if you don't make me do this and this. <laughs> I, what I really hope in my heart, and I hope this is true, is I hope Takeshi Katano showed up the set with the hair from the anime, and they're like, no, we would just want you to slick it back. And he said, no. No. <laughs> this is the anime. No. <laughs> yeah, because... Yeah, it's so iconic. Like, why would you? He looks awesome. I he love it. He looks amazing. He looks like such a badass. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, fan edit of this where they fix the color grading and the soundtrack yeah. would make it infinitely better. So what you hear? No, in three parts. Oh yeah, and here, some editing away of the theme. No. Yeah. Here's what. You, yeah. Exactly. Here's what <laughs> make, you do. make it an hour and a half, basically. No no, 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 not even that. It's easier than that. So here's what you do. Number one, you color grade it properly. Okay. It's, it, that can be done. Number two, just use the original soundtrack. You don't even need to fuck with it. You just use the original soundtrack. You'll be fine. And you go in and all the times they've ADR'd in the theme. Oh, yeah, Just yeah. cut out those audio segments and fill in with soundtrack. Sure. <laughs> we can just have a shot of Scarlett Johansson dealing with shit without yeah. someone in the background going, by the way, you're a ghost <laughs> in a shell. In case it wasn't obvious. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing the extra one. By the way, you are a ghost in a shell. Because there's never enough, enough time. <laughs> to satisfy a woman. Satisfy a woman. There is never enough time to be a ghost in your shell. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this movie was missing. Yeah. So Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> For him to bust in the room and just Scarlett Johansson be like, there's never enough, enough time. time. Come with me. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Just at the end of it, like the movie's about to end and she's in a room and then suddenly he bursts through the door and says... You are never going to believe this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Full Mario. <laughs> oh my god, that movie! Yeah. But at the same time, like you know, the, like the final shot of the movie, it's good. Like there's so there's so many elements here that I was like, yes, this can be really, really good. I think the the one thing I will uh, other people have complained about this one specifically, and it's why it comes to my mind. But if you want an example of what I'm talking about with the visual style, there is a very clear one. There is a shot-for-shot shot, uh, copy from her waking up in her apartment, mm -hmm. lying on the bed next to the window. Yeah. Here's the difference. Original shot, the window is so white and bright lit, she's doing it in silhouette. Mm -hmm. It is a super stylized silhouette shot with this ultra-white offset by her, the black, against it, which is metaphorical and beautiful and a fantastic shot. They do the same shot here, but it's a woman in dark clothing with dark hair on a dark background. Blue, actually. Yeah, <laughs> like dark blue, blue. Dark blue. <laughs> and it all, it still looks good, but it doesn't have the, the punch. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have that have. oomph to it. Yeah, like, it wouldn't take much to elevate this movie a, a lot. A lot. And then if you really want to elevate it to, like, obscene levels i yeah. would say almost compared mm. to what compared compared to where you started yep yeah you're gonna have to actually cut out a few segments maybe even throw in a few dial lines of dialogue from the animated movie yeah just do a little bit of something and get that bloody soundtrack out i mean that yeah. the soundtrack hurt a lot not yeah. it hurt the movie because it is so understated and so kind of disinterested yeah. I would call it. It's just it just feels like it isn't part of the movie. It doesn't feel like it's doing anything mm -hmm. for the film. And that's kind of a big old anchor pulling it down. Yeah. Even even the visual style I could kind of forgive, but there's so many times in this movie I'm sitting there going, Why am I bored? Yeah. Why am I not engaging with this? Because, because it looks great. Well, 
the dialogue was fun, no, but, yeah, but, but the it, soundtrack it, is the most important. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, the action scenes. I mean, like, even the ones that are shot for shot, pretty much remakes from the original property. Yeah. I'm kind of sitting there going, like, why is this so less effective? Mm-hmm. Why am I not in- excited? Why am I not having a good time with this? And yeah. it is the color and the sound. Yeah, because you can even do musicless action scenes but then you have to ramp up the sound effects you need to ramp up the sound effects or you need to just yeah i mean which they kind of try to do in that one scene with the water on the roof yeah yeah but even then just in the background yeah and again when the actual hits and like with the punches and the kicks not that impactful. No. So you need to... Yeah, they need to remaster yeah, I think this, that's essentially. The other, that's the other thing I'm going to say a little bit is that this movie has a problem with deciding what kind of action it wants to do. Yeah. Because every action scene is a very different kind of action scene to the one before it. Yeah, that's true. And some of them are better than others. Uh, Yeah, and I... That works in a series format mm. because each episode is separate from the Doing previous. its own thing. So, well, well, even if it continues the story, yeah, yeah. each episode is unique in the sense that you know, it's it it just it's a complete different story essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like you were saying, uh, it's a segment, and so trying to mimic that in this movie, uh, then you lose all sorts of cohesiveness. Yeah, is... because it, the first fight scene is floaty camera. Pure yeah. slow motion. Even though that would have been by far the most effective fight scene. Completely. Yeah. But it was actually the least effective because of floaty camera nonsense yeah. and just overuse of slow motion, I would and, say. And that is actually taken from the movie, the 1995 film, which is the most effective opening to a movie I've, yeah, <laughs> it's you've ever huge. seen. Yeah. And, that, and that's where the score is just right there. It's like... Hina. It's like well, well, no, that's when she, they're making her. But then in the the fight scene, it's a bit different. But but yeah, yeah, the score is pumping. The score is pumping. But anyway, yeah. And then second fight scene is in the club, which is ground level, fast motion, slow motion, fast motion, slow motion, which worked better, worked really well, because they had some interesting shots. Yeah, I'm just I'm sitting there going like, well, this is very blue. Yeah, that that yeah, that's is there, the issue. Is there any more blue? <laughs> yeah, blue. No, no, really, more blue. A little, bit, a little bit of desaturated red in there. Yeah, a little bit of... Or, uh, ooh, is there... Or, we, uh, worst part, cut to a scene which is all orange. Ooh, they're bringing it... No, we're coming back. No, we're going back. <laughs> God damn it, movie. <laughs> but yeah. And then there is the fight scene on the roof, on well, the bef- water. Before that, it oh, was no. the, the, the shooting on in the parking. No, with the, with the truck. It kinda, it's a continuation. Yeah, there's a continuation. Yeah. But that one really just started off like an episode of like a first-person video game. It just, it, yeah. there's nothing. It's, just, it's Battlefield LA. It's like, okay. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're into the action. We're in gray. Is it gray building? Yes. Is there brown? There's lots of brown. Excellent. Is everyone firing guns randomly and we're keep quick editing as if we're in a Paul Greengrass film? Yup. Oh, fantastic. I'm so excited. Yeah. Scarlett uh, Johansson with your invisible super suit and your magic guns. What are you doing? Oh, you're just running sp- around. Sprinkled in between. They had that cool shot. Remember when it was the, the, oh, yeah, no, the, the drone running shot? Away scene. Yeah, the running away, the drone shot. When yeah. you see the puddle and you see her, her in the puddle. Yeah, and I'm like... And oh. then he steps on it. It's so good. And I'm like, yeah, look at that. That's really cool. Wait, it's still gray? Damn. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, so, so saturated nonsense. So, so yeah, no, definitely this, with a budget of over $100 million, they yeah, could have afforded... Could have done a lot better at the post. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, and it's it, mainly post yeah. that I have gripes with, because even if the movie is 
I mean, like we were saying, the story is interesting. Yeah. It's uh, it's convoluted, but it's very easy to follow. Yeah. They make it so deliberately. Yeah, which, God. Which, which, which they, will draw, they will draw you a diagram, hold you by the hand, yeah. and make sure you <laughs> got is, a gift card. Which is annoying, mm. but, but you can sort of get past that if the other stuff was good as yeah. well. But that's, that's the issue where it, it's not a... It needed the style to pick up the pace and the style... And, and, and this is the problem for me. For me, a lot of this kind of thing has to do with intention. Yeah. I am more more than you give me credit for, I am willing to be forgiving of good intention. Alright. <laughs> I can I can. I feel like if well meaning talented people working on little money, I am always willing to forgive. If you yeah, are doing obviously. the most you can with what little you have, awesome. I am right there with you. You go into those woods and you film that horror movie with the $5,000 you borrowed from a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> which is how the first Evil Dead was made. Yeah, and it was great. Love it. Here, <laughs> Beautiful movie. this felt, and I'm, I'm going to be harsh, but I believe it's true, this felt less like a stylistic misstep. It felt more like uh, studio cowardice. Yeah, no, it's definitely what it is. It felt like cowardice. <laughs> Because you're like, oh no, this property is frightening. We don't want to make it too extreme. And I'm like, come on. And they they usually do this with any sort of adaptation, especially from uh, Japanese media. Oh, yeah. Where they water it down. They dumb it down significantly. And then they whitewash it, obviously. (laughs) As you do. And they make it uh, less impactful in that sense, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's... That's That's why we're so nervous about Akira. Yeah, but it's Taiko Titi. Like you know, he, he might he, bring he it. Does, he, he does. He does a lot. He of does a stuff. lot better with color. A lot better with color. That's true. Hey. And Akira needs color because that Ragnarok, is a dark movie. That's color. <laughs> but, but Akira is a dark movie. Most of those scenes are in the night. Ah, it's <laughs> in the, the night, but it's neon and there's a lot of light. Yeah, and light but rays. In, an, in animation, you, you know, you you decide how much red you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, like on the bike. Yeah, it, it and Akira wants lots of red. Yeah, just give me that red. <clears throat> and the bike is like really, really. Bright red yeah. almost, and, and so, that's what color grading contra- is for. And that contrasts the rest of the dark scene. But that's um, what the color grading is for. <laughs> yeah, God damn it, Ghost of the Shell. <laughs> and it's yeah, but like I was saying, it's such a shame because you can clearly see like oh, there are some really great moments here. Yeah, and there's great. It, it did nothing wrong with the shots for the most part. Yeah, but but like you like we were saying, mm. the shots are they're great because they come from the other media. Yes. No, there's so, and that's the problem is that they fit in quite poorly because it's kind of like standard shooting, standard shooting, standard shooting. Ooh, look at yeah. that! And you're not looking at it going like, "Ooh, this fits really well." You're sitting there going like, "Oh, you stole this, that from somewhere." Yeah, I know this you. Stands out. Skyjo Keyman took it. Skyjo. Hey, hey, give me that shot. It is guy. See, hey, he took the shot. See, that camera angle there. I'm gonna take it. It's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah so final rating final rating oh yes. god i it's hard i'm gonna let you go first because i picked the movie this time it's hard for me honestly because it is exactly the kind of thing i struggle the most with which is good material poorly handled and a strong budget wasted you know, yep. it's no, stylistic. No, I'm, I'm 100% there's so many. Board. There's so much stuff here. But as we always say, we do a 0 to 10, and 5 well, well, is... Well, one, 1 to 10. 1 to 10. 0 is a non, non-functional movie. Yeah. So, so, so 1 and to 10... And we always say a 5 is a completely average movie. Yeah. And I'm gonna give it a 5. Okay. For me, because it is... 
if it had been a lower budget, a less star-studded, you know, if it had been a more of a passion project for somebody, I would have rated it higher. But considering the materials they had to work with, the f stylistic cowardice is always going to be a big problem for me. It's something I can't get past because once I see it, I can't get past it. Mm. At this point, the film never broke away from it. So the entire film, I'm sitting there going, you could be better. Yeah. You could be better. Yeah, and that is that is the biggest gripe of yeah. the movie is you could be better. And you could it, be better. It, it wouldn't have taken much work to make it better. No, it, it, that's and that's also a big problem. It's like you had it in you, you. The ball was in your hands and you were in the end zone. Yeah. All you needed to do was score the touchdown. Come I on. I mean, a, a simple fan edit would uh, would suffice to elevate it at least a point or two, yep. maybe. Uh, oh, yeah. no. For, this you, is... for you, I guess, definitely at two points. Oh, yeah. If, no, if this... they did the color grading soundtrack and removed some ADR. No, it is a it is a color grade and a soundtrack away from a six. It is one serious cutting down of the script away from a seven. All right. <laughs> because I'm sorry, you're a ghost in a shell. I'll, I'll... Unless you weren't, you weren't, didn't know it already. Yeah. Your soul, comma, you're a ghost. ghost. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Your you're soul, a ghost. You're a ghost. <laughs> Wait, you're what? You're a ghost. We saved the soul. The ghost. The ghost. <laughs> that, that, again, is one of those things where it's, it's so distracting. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. The movie could be elevated by the color job and the soundtrack, but my god, the heavy-handed narrative is just, it's so hard to get past. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. When I first saw this movie, I would have given it a 7. I thought it was a good movie overall, mm, but okay. I think that was mainly nostalgia. Fair enough. Uh, for me, just because there are these... The, the highs are really high, but yeah, the lows are the really low. Are high. Spider and, tank is always going to be a good point. Yes, I mean, and I love the scene when she's... I, can't, yeah, I don't yeah. want to spoil it, but you, you know the scene because you, you yourself said, wow. I'm like, okay. And the musculature and all that, the stuff yeah. that animated that, it was beautiful. Yeah, but because the movie hadn't drawn me in yet, all I'm sitting there going, wow, you animated that really well. Yeah. I'm not so, thinking, my God, look at that. I'm thinking, ooh, animators. Yeah, and you know me. Like, I can latch on to that one thing. Yeah, so, you're, you're more forgiving. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not necessarily forgiving. It's just that even if it's a disjointed piece of work yeah i can latch on to certain things yeah i i require more holistic yeah and efforts. so i think i'm gonna give it a six yeah no and slightly i slightly above average I kind just of because that. yeah just because uh especially if you're a fan well that's kind of a double-edged edged blade if you're a fan of the of the original film and the series yeah you're you might appreciate the the mm. way that they stitched it together you might appreciate certain shots because they're they're callbacks and nostalgic yeah but you might hate it for pretty much hammering the message over yeah. your head yeah. again yeah. and again and having a worse soundtrack and worse visuals. Yeah, I mean, so. th here's the thing for me. <laughs> Nostalgia can go one of two ways. It can either go, ooh, I really like the original property. This is kind of like that. Or it can go where I went with this movie, which is like, ooh, this is a lot the, like the original movie. I wish I was watching the original movie. Yeah, And, and I think the, o the only reason at this point I'm giving it a slightly above average is because had it had... Had it gone for a more, even more brainless approach to the story, yeah, where they didn't incorporate oh, the, the, the little relationships and stuff like that, mm -hmm. had they made it completely generic, then yeah. it would have been obviously a five, maybe even a four at that point. Yeah, no, for me, if it had gone full generic, it would have been way lower. There, there are little points yeah. here that elevate this, but the problem is that the bad points are so 
depressingly bad. You know, not terrible, but they're just, they're so obvious, so easily fixed. And it's it's disappointing more than anything because yeah. because you can see hints of greatness. Like yeah. you can and see that's, what that's what ex- could have been. Yeah. Not necessarily hints of great greatness, but you can see what could have been. Hints of quality. Hints of quality is yeah. Is, uh, and yeah. I think that's the thing for me. I think the low points are low. Like the low points for this in this movie for me are like threes and fours. Yeah. I Whereas agree. the high points are six sevens. So for me, it balances out to a movie that's kind of just average. Yeah. For me, the high points go all the way up to t- eight sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. that's why you're willing to like, give it like higher. Like the scene when in the water fight scene when she walks up and then the the uh, camouflage yeah. goes away. That's so iconic. I'm just like, yes, give me more of this. <laughs> this Whereas is what I'm I want. Sitting there, where I'm sitting there going like, I want to watch the original movie. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the original movie? Someone find me that. We no. should watch the original movie. We should watch the original movie. <laughs> I love that movie. It is good. Uh, we'll do that on our free time though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe not with... No, yeah. no, she no. Would, she would fall asleep. Yeah, she probably would fall asleep. Or be... No. No. No, no, no. no. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. So. Yeah, that was I think, the final I verdict. I think we're done. I think we're yeah. good. Yeah. So, please. We are now on Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes, and YouTube. Also SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. Please rate, review, comment, like, whatever you want to do, wherever you find us. We would hugely appreciate it. The yep. best thing you can do for us, it's the early stages of the show, spread the good word. Yeah. You like what you're listening to, tell somebody. Yeah. Let somebody know. Give it a share, share with your friends on Facebook, and uh, yeah. Yeah, we would we we'll always appreciate that. If you want to contact us, we are at sightonscreen at gmail.com. And if you want to support us, and uh, you can go to patreon.com slash sightonscreen. Slash sightonscreen. Uh, we are always open to, I mean, again... The biggest thing we appreciate is just spreading the good word, letting a friend know, sharing it on your Facebook profile. Yeah, that what, is way more important. That, that is point. the big thing for us. Yeah. We are not in this for the money. No. <laughs> but uh, if you do want to support us monetarily and kind of give us incentive to produce more content... Yeah, and but by all means, also tell us if you want something specific. Yeah. Yeah, if you want a specific movie reviewed or if you want uh, specific... Uh, aspects suggestions comments criticism constructive yes. criticisms are always welcome if you're just going to shout at how terrible we are we well, know <laughs> don't feel bad if you're shouting at me i'm, I'm fine with that I, <laughs> but him make it constructive <laughs> yeah i'm the sensitive one I, I, I might take it poorly he's used to it he likes it <laughs> yeah i am a little bit uh you're, yeah, you're a little bit on the other side of that mm. <laughs> a, do- <laughs> a dominant masochist <laughs> yeah, yeah. never has there been one <laughs> Number one, there has, and number two, you're not a very dominant man. But <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> there goes our PG rating. Oh yeah, t- I, I I broke that years ago. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you for taking your time to listen to us. Yeah, and we'll see you again soon. Catch you on the other side. <laughs>